If you or a loved one is suffering from abuse, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. Again, 1-800-799-7233 or text START to 88788. This information was found online and brought to you by Studying in the Word with Minister Michelle Carter Douglas. Once you allow it, we appreciate it, and we know where it comes from. You, all of us, lonely people. Yes. Lord, I just pray for this world. Don't talk to me. I'll come. Lord, there's trials and tribulations going on, but I know, Lord, you saved you safe. I'm hard and gentle. We have to start to believe in you. We also have to. Praise God. Thank you so much, Sister Pat. Uh, welcome to this evening's Bible study. This is September the 20th, 2002. And uh, I just want to thank everybody who is on here. Uh, would anybody like to share the recap of last week's uh, study? Exactly. And, and, and really, because you 
know, we always say, you know, why me? Why me? Because no one is above the test of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Pat. And um, Amen. Amen. And last week we covered Exodus chapter uh, nine. Did we cover Exodus chapter 10? Right. No, you're fine. Okay. Amen. So we are going to cover uh, Exodus chapter 10, and we will be reading out of the NIV version translation in Exodus chapter 10. And tonight's study is the plague of the locusts and also the plague of darkness. And then we're going to look at some other scriptures that's in the Bible that talks about darkness um, as well. When you all have your Bibles um, and you have Exodus chapter 10, if we all could say amen. Yeah. Amen. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his officials so that I may perform these signs of mine among them, that you may tell your children and grandchildren how I dealt harshly with the Egyptians and how I performed my signs among them and that you may know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews says, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will bring locusts in your country tomorrow. They will cover the face of the ground so that it cannot be seen. They will devour what little you have left after the hail, including every tree that is growing in your fields. They will fill your houses and those of all your officials and all the Egyptians, something neither your parents nor your ancestors have ever seen from the day they settled in this land till now. Then Moses turned and left Pharaoh. Pharaoh's officials, officials said to him, how long will this man be a snare to us? Let the people go so that they may worship the Lord their God. Do not yet realize that Egypt, do you not yet realize that Egypt is ruined? Then Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. Go worship the Lord your God, he said. But tell me, who will be going? Moses answered, we will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, 
and with our flocks and herds, because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. Pharaoh said, the Lord be with you. If I let you go along with your women and children, clearly you are bent on evil. No, have only the men go and worship the Lord, since that's what you have been asking for. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. And the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over Egypt so that locusts swarm over the land and devour everything growing in the fields, everything left by the hail. So Moses stretched out his staff over Egypt and the Lord made an east wind blow across the land all that day and all that night. By morning, the wind had brought the locusts. They invaded all Egypt and settled down in every area of the country in great numbers. Never before had there been such a plague of locusts, nor will there ever be again. They covered all the ground until it was black. They devoured all that was left after the hail everything growing in the fields and the fruit of the trees, nothing green remained on tree, on tree or plant in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now forgive my sin once more and pray to the Lord your God to take this deadly plague away from me. Moses then left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord changed the wind to a very strong west wind, which caught up the locusts and carried them into the Red Sea. Not a locust was left anywhere in Egypt, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let the Israelites go. Before I continue, you see, this verses here, it, it, it speaks so many things to me. As we can see right here, um, there's a lot of plagues that is going on. And much like the locusts, sometimes we are going through uh, trials and tribulations and storms, and all we see is darkness. We don't see any way out of everything, anything. And in here, I want people who's listening today to understand even if you only see the darkness and you feel as though there's no way out, God will cause that wind, breathe on that storm, that darkness with his Holy Spirit and swallow it all up to drown it in the, in the Red Sea. And as we look at the scriptures here, what is going on currently, God is hardening Pharaoh's heart for a reason. 
as we we read in the other chapters where not only did God harden Pharaoh's heart, but Pharaoh's, Pharaoh left his heart unyielding to what the Lord instructed him to do. And all of this is how the Lord works. He will show you. He will show you that at the end of the day, at the end of the trial, the tribulation, you will know who God is. And so we see here in these, these verses here where the Lord is using Moses to not only instruct and give message to Pharaoh, but Moses is actually also not only speaking to Pharaoh, but he's also allowing God to, to, to work through him in preaching and ministering to both the Israelites and the Egyptians. Because you see, even Pharaoh's people come to him and basically tell him, you need to stop this. You need to let his people go. The beauty of our Lord is that in our trials and tribulations that are brought on by God's favor because the adversary does not want you on the battlefield for the Lord. The adversary is very jealous of those that are favored by God. And so when it comes down to it, when we are going through this, when we are going through any heartaches, any trials, any tribulations, we have to pray over ourselves. We have to cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We also have to pray over our heart, that our heart be yielding to the Lord. And I say this because in my struggles, I was so caught up in a woe is me. Why is this happening? Why? Why do these people do this? Why? 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 And now I thank God for these attacks, for these, these persecutions, for this, 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 um, whatever. I thank God. Because in each struggle, I ask God, okay, Lord, let my heart be yielding to you according to your will for your purpose. What do you want me to see? What do you want me to do? Amen. 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 Uh, anyone else want to share their thoughts? Okay, another thing I want to say before we move on to uh, verses 21 through 29, uh, you see, Moses never oversteps his bounds. When Moses 
had a conversation with Pharaoh. Moses left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord before he took another step, before he said anything. And I speak this because we have to understand our place here on earth. God will exalt us. And this can be in all aspects. God can exalt us in parenthood. God can exalt us in in a job, in a career, through education, through ministry. God's favor is, is endless. But we have to make sure that we never overstep our bounds. Because it's so easy. And we'll see later here in Exodus where Moses does, you know, overstep his bounds. You know, when he brings in the Ten Commandments, you know, and that that flush of, of anger takes over. So this we have to incline upon our hearts and, and embed in our minds that one of which it doesn't matter what is going on. It doesn't matter. We can never overstep our bound. God is the boss. So we need to always respect that. You know, two, no matter how bleak the storm, no matter how thick the darkness, God can take all of that. And, and drown it in the Red Sea. Amen? Amen, praise God. Uh, we are going to take a short break and come right back with Studying in the Word with Minister uh, Michelle Carter-Douglas and uh, Sister Pat, if you could, when we come back after this break, read verses, uh, well, finishing out the 10th chapter by reading verses 21 through 29. Amen? Amen. Amen. On the path to success, we find many adversities. What and to whom can be the stumbling block? Are we being spiritually punished for some things? Or is there something or someone trying to hinder us from receiving Almighty God's blessings? Thinking outside the plantations is based on the evidence-based perspective. Evidence shows who and what is oppressing people today. The plantations of depression, suicide, domestic violence, and addictions will not define us. We have the power to become free. This book will guide you through breaking the chains, thus enabling you to step off those mental and philosophical plantations that impede your social growth. This book is written by abuse survivors and designed for your individual and group studies. 
books are available on amazon.com both the instructor's manual and the individual book Amen. Amen. That was a beautiful song that you uh, chose today, Sister Pat. Praise God. Sometimes when I be writing and I feel, you know, I try to jot down the name, but, you know, sometimes some of them, are, you know, it seems like the Lord said, I want her to hear this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This particular song, it just touches me. You know, and what I love about the whining, is that and and you know what Israel Houghton, you know, uh, does this too, and I notice even uh, Beyonce Knowles Carter does this. Is I just love the family orientation. You know what I'm saying? Um, you have people within your family with talents and gifts. And they encourage one another, you know, and, um, you know, they just work good together. And the Bible talks about that. You know, so many people, I don't think that they get this about the, you have to work together. And it's not just outside your household, but it's in your family unit and in your community, you know? Um, that's what I would just, you know, like to say. And, um, mm-hmm. And in a song, like they say, love makes the world go round. Yes. You have to have love because when you have strife and, you know, not jealousy and anger and stuff, you have to have forgiveness and love and help one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it starts with your family and the family, every, everybody, you know, when you work together, you can accomplish more than when you fight. Mm-hmm. Harmony. Mm-hmm. Harmony. Because when you're fighting, what do you do? Then after you finish fighting, you, well, however you're fighting, these people is hurt, people is dead, that the house is so up, the, the community is tore up, building is tore up, anything to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is broken. And I remember what you said. Satan loves confusion and disruption and destruction. Oh, he, you know, and it's sad. It's sad. It's, it's so sad that People can be easily manipulated by the adversary, just manipulated at all. I, you know, and I. People mean when they say he's a liar and a deceiver, and he just loves, he loves causing disruption and trouble. He loves it. And you know, what I love about God is that he shows us the right path. Mm-hmm. He shows yeah. us the right path. You know, and 
I just love God because like the the Israelites, you know, for years and centuries and, you know, they were in bondage, you know, and God heard their prayers. And when I think about what the people, the Israelites felt being released from that captivity is just surreal. And then I reflect on the slavery, you know, uh, that our ancestors have experienced. And then I think about the slavery of, of uh, the captivity and the torture of the Jews and, you know, Chinese and Italians and so forth. And God hears our prayers. And it's, it's time that we hear in the current year Look back on history, not to dwell in the oppression, but to give appreciation to the Lord thy God who have brought us out of bondage. We don't want to be like the Israelites who complained about eating manna. You know, sometimes we find ourselves, uh, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm tired of being homeless, whatever. Uh, God, give me a place to stay. And he blesses us with an uh, apartment. Oh, this apartment too small. I wish it was in a different neighborhood. You know, God, I don't have any transportation. You know, bless me with a car. He blesses you with a Hyundai. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. I want something bigger, nicer. You know? Oh, I'm so so hungry. I don't have no food. I'm, and, and then, you know, people donate or give you food and, and you're complaining about, well, I don't like this and I don't particularly like that. You know, we have to be appreciative. You know? Um... Sister Pat, could you bless us and read uh, verses 21 through 29? Verse 21. Then mm -hmm. the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward the sky so that darkness spreads over Egypt, darkness that can, that can be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky, and total darkness covered all Egypt for three days. No one could see anyone else or move about for three days. Yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, Go worship the Lord. Even your women and children may go with you. Only leave your flocks and herds behind. But Moses said, You must allow us to have sacrifices and burnt offerings to present to the Lord our God. Our livestock too must go with us. Not a hoof is to be left behind. We have to use some of them 
and worshiping the Lord our God. And until we get there, we will not know what we are to use to worship the Lord. But the Lord heart Pharaoh's heart, and he was not willing to let them go. Pharaoh said unto Moses, Get out of my sight. Make sure you do not appear before me again. The day you see my face, you will die. Just as you say, Moses replied, I will never appear before you again. May the Lord have a blessing on the reading and hearing of his holy word. Amen. Amen. Now you see here the plague of darkness. The plague of darkness. Pharaoh couldn't take the plague of darkness. Can I ask something? Yes. I mean, that was really dark where you could not see. It sounds like you couldn't even hold your hand before you and see your hand. Right. Exactly. So someone could be standing right in front of you and you wouldn't even know it. No. Can you imagine? You you can't even cook. You can't do anything. You can't even see how to uh, 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 put on your clothes. But you know what the thing of it is, is I believe Pharaoh couldn't take walking around in that darkness because he was walking around spiritually blind. So that means that even if it tried to light a candle, nothing, 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 nothing. That is scary. You know, and um, we're going to look at some other scriptures here um about darkness um the one that um i love is colossians chapter 1 verse 13 for he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son now when i look at this scripture and then i come back to exodus chapter 10 verses the 21 through 29 god always provides the light for his for his children you see that yeah. you see that yeah. the devil can't touch us he cannot touch us we may experience paper cuts and that's all these are. Excuse me, what was verse, what chapter is verse of that in Colossians? Yes, ma'am. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, another one, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 13. That's Ephesians 5, 13. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible 
is the light. Now you see, the light in this situation was Pharaoh would see God's favor on the very people that he was oppressing, that him and his father had oppressed. God's light in us cannot be dimmed. The only way it can be dimmed is by our actions. And you see, even here, after experience, experiencing all of these nine plagues, God had one more to show Pharaoh. One more. Verse 27, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he was not willing to let them go. Now, I'm going to say this because in the news, there have been so much going on. From killings to neglect to just, I mean, all kinds of wickedness. The people in this world today need to stop. They need to stop. You know, stop this fighting. Stop this, this, this uh, uh, killing. Stop it. Because you're walking around plagued with the adversary's mess. You're walking around in this darkness. But when you repent, confess, and call on Jesus, you could come on out of that darkness and experience the light. By his stripes, we are healed. Because the one thing I said to myself, I want to live a life to where I don't have to look over my shoulder. I want to live a life to where I'm kind to people. If we concentrate on making this world a better place, there's always going to be debauchery. There's always going to be, you know, some sort of wickedness. But we don't have to partake in it. It's this old saying. If you see people jumping off the bridge, that don't mean you have to go and jump off the bridge with them. We we have to we have to start coming back to the Lord's house. We gotta start fellowshipping. We gotta start breaking bread with one another. We gotta stop adapting to society's norm and incline the laws of the Lord. That's what we have to do. 
So in these scriptures, we see here that one of which this is the next, each, each plague gets worse and worse. Okay. God is not to be reckoned with. Not to. So when we look at this and then we go before we, uh, uh, I want to go into the book of Genesis chapter four. Um, are there any comments, uh, anything they want to share? Anybody want to share so far? Okay. In, in chapter four, we see this was the uh, confirmation uh, or uh, what's that word when a husband and wife uh, uh, come together, consummate. This is when Adam and Eve consummate their marriage, okay? And God is very specific. Adam and Eve did not have no relations before they sinned. They were too busy enjoying God's creation. And yes, they were married. They were not, they did not fornicate because right when God created Eve, he said, and he provided, he did the, the, the ceremony, which Adam shared his own nuptials. This is bone in my bone, flesh in my flesh. So it's right then and there. You know, all you have to do is just read. And you can find that in verse, you know, in, in chapter three. And here, chapter four, after they they sinned, they received their punishments. Chapter four, Adam made love to his wife and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. Cain is the firstborn, the eldest. Okay. And then she gave birth to Abel. Okay, so I, I just say this, okay, for a specific, a specific reason, because when we go into Exodus chapter 11 next week, we'll see a lot of things that coordinate, that come together, that gives you understanding the, um, the importance on one, praying over your family, adhering to God's laws, and making sure that you provide um, the, the, the ability to develop the foundation that your children have individual relationships with God. Because, and I share that because, yes, I'm a minister. I've been preaching since 2017. And I had my call to preach in 2009. And from foolishness, I walked away out of fear. And that was one of the worst things that I did. Because now I'm going back and I'm, I'm trying to uh, uh, reestablish that platform. And the adversary loves temptation peer pressure and things like that. 
So it was very imperative to make sure that um, everybody has a relationship with God. And to those that, there's a lot of people, they, you know, in the world when they were younger, and then they come into the life of, of the Christian life, the life of God, when they get older, and they don't understand why sometimes their kids or their grandkids don't follow is because they 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 seen all that and it's and it's harder to close the gap. So um, going back to Genesis chapter four, we see here um, when Adam and Eve consummate their marriage and they have their children. Okay, and God counsels Cain. Because Cain becomes so jealous of Abel's favor by God. And see, this brings us back to the adversary. The See, whenever you deal with jealousy, you know right then and there, that's the devil. And the Bible says you never give the devil a foothold. I'm going to get that exact scripture. Uh, never give the devil a foothold. Okay, and remember that Ephesians is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 27 through 29. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit who those who listen. Okay. Don't give the devil a foothold. Okay. Now, here, Cain gives the devil a foothold by that entity called jealousy. And God counsels Cain. See, the Lord is 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 our ver is our first in everything. He's the first creator. He's the first surgeon. He's he's the first counselor. The first author, establisher, everything. Okay, so here in this this chapter here. Uh, I'm going to jump to uh, six and eight. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While there, while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. That's a shame. That's a shame. After talking with the Lord, he just went out and just ignored what God told him. And he committed murder. Now, this here speaks so many volumes because the Israelites 
were oppressed out of jealousy, remember? Because uh, Pharaoh's father, they noticed that the Israelites were very talented, very gifted, very strong, and they were blessed in, 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 in uh, productivity and also um, in numbers. So that's why they took them and, and enslaved them and used them because they were jealous and fearful of their potential. So we even take this to Genesis. And, and God is trying to tell us something. No, God is telling us something. He's not trying to tell us something. God is telling us. Whatever is crouching at your door, leave it alone. Amputate it in the name of Jesus. It, it, and it, it, I'm going I'm to use this example. You know, sometimes as, as single people, you know, we date. <sighs> and we know that we're in the flesh. Well, you know what? I'm lonely too. So you know what? Yeah, I'll come over and, and we'll just sit on the couch and, and cuddle. Okay. Well, if you know that you're lonely and whatnot, and that sin is crouching on the door, crouching at the door, you don't give it. You you limit where you're at. And I'm going to go into another example. Sometimes there's just people that try to provoke us. You know, they, they, they try to provoke us into anger. Um, when I first started, you know, on in my ministry on social media, there was people that would try to provoke me um, to anger and they succeeded. So I would get on these, these rants and we would go back and forth. And then they would say, you see how immature she is? And I had other people that actually were following me that's, that left my page because of my childish rants going back and forth and, and I had to grow and I had to understand. So now I go right back to the scripture where it talks about not getting in those feudal debates. You walk away, you leave people alone. So that's what I do. But it took reading the scripture, keeping and, and growing my relationship with God to learn. When sin is crouching at your door, you don't give it a key. You just don't. Because what you're doing is you're murdering your blessing. You're murdering your opportunity for spiritual growth. Once you give in to that sin, you distance yourself from your blessing. It doesn't mean that that blessing isn't going to come. It just means that now you got to go through another wilderness to get to that blessing. And I had to learn that. There's things that I got to go through that I got to change in myself in order to receive that promotion from God. And that's what we have to learn about. 
We all have to get under God's counsel. Okay? And another thing, God don't like liars. Because after Cain killed his own brother, God came to him, just like he, God came to his parents, came, came to Cain's parents. He said in verse 9, the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know. He replied, am I my brother's keeper? Now you see that? The apple, no pun intended, doesn't fall far from the tree. Just like his mama and daddy think that they can outsmart God. And this is another thing that we have to, to uh, learn is to take accountability. To take accountability. And see, God is such a loving God. He's such a loving God. He will give you chances and chances and chances. And he already knows if you're going to blow that chance or not. Because we see here, even in the Bible, the adversary, after all that he did, turning on the Lord, being jealous of, of our Lord, because without God, he wouldn't even existed before he turned himself into the, to the devil. You know, he still was allowed to go back and forth to heaven. You know, so people listen to this. Just because you have been wronged in church, do not let that stop you from going to church. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to studying in the word. Amen. As we were just speaking about in chapter four of Genesis, um, where Cain was repeating some of uh, the characteristics of his parents, you know, and unfortunately, because of Adam and Eve's weakness, and coveting and jealousy, they also committed innocent murder because once they took from that forbidden fruit, we inherited death. But thank you, Jesus, John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son not to condemn the world, but to save it. So shall we be saved in the name of Jesus? So going into uh, Genesis chapter four, God tells Abel, the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. See, people go around here committing murder. You think God don't know? Their blood cries out to the Lord. Verse 11, now you are under a curse 
and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. You're cursed by God. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be restless wanderer on the earth. See, I'm going to tell you something. When people sit up here and wonder why people are blessed, it's for, a, it's for a reason. Now, I'm not talking about riches. Now, people, some people think the devil can actually bless people. I don't know where they got that from. Something cursed cannot bless anything. The devil is cursed. Stop it. Stop it. Stop putting God in that adversary in the same context because it's not going to happen. God blesses. God blesses. And God can curse. So when we look at it, when we see people who are blessed, that's from God. But then you hear people complain. I work two and three jobs, and I don't have this, then I don't have that. Well, you know what? I don't say nothing to him, but in the back of my mind, the first thing that comes into mind is this here scripture right here. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wonder on earth. See, you wonder why you're not getting nowhere. What have you done? What have you done? Think about that. What have you done? And again, if this is talking to anybody that's listening, yield your heart to the Lord. Okay? Confess, repent, and come on out of that darkness. Now, in fear of his punishment, verse 13, Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. Now see, God knew the presence of the Lord. He knew the presence of the Lord. He knew. He knew where he was at was blessed. He knew he was standing on unseeking sin, but he allowed sin to crouch in, in his door. And the Lord said to him, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. Now, you see how beautiful God is? You see how beautiful God is? And this is another thing that we have to understand. Sometimes, and I I was guilty of this because I would hear certain things on the news and I'm like, give him the death penalty. Give him the death penalty. But who am I to judge? I'm not God. 
I didn't create nothing. I don't even, I don't, I, I, I didn't even create my kids. God did that. I write poetry, but the words I use belong to the Lord because he's the one who created the alphabets. He created the words. Okay? So when we look at this here, and these scriptures so far is one. Listen to the Lord. Never give the devil a foothold. Recognize what sin is crouching at your door. And stop giving into it. Because when you give into the sin, it's just like a disease festering. It's going to spread. It's going to spread. Here, God allowed Cain to live his life. In verse 17, Cain made love to his wife and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was then building a city and he named it after his son Enoch. Now see, and I say this and I love this scripture here too. Because sometimes you have people talking about generational cursing. Stop it. Stop it. Because Cain committed a sin. Okay? And his son, Enoch, was born. And Enoch went on. And here, you know, he, the city was named after him. But what I get from this is we are all under some sort of generational curse in the aspect we all have inherited death from Adam and Eve's actions. But the curse is broken by the blood of Jesus Christ. So we are no longer under generational curses. However, there are generational cycles, okay? And we'll definitely get into that next week, talking more about generational cycles. And I had to retrain myself in that thought process because when you think of it as a curse, you think of it, it can't be broken. But when you think of the cycle, you think of it more as, a rep a, a rep a repetitive behavior. You understand? So we are here to break generational cycles. There are no generational curses because the curses is broken by the blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. And um also, we see here going down, uh, Enoch was born in Erad, and Erad, I'm sorry, Enoch was born Irad, and Irad was the father of Mehol. Mehol was the father of Methashaw, and Muthashaw was the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women, one Ada and the other Zala. Ada gave birth to Jabal. He was the father of those who live in tents and raise livestock. His brother's name was Jabal. He was the father of all who played string instruments and pipes. 
Zila also had a son, Tubal Cain, who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. Tubal Cain's sister was Nama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zila, listen to me. Wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 70, 77 times. Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son named Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel, since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and he named it Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. So we see here, God put all of this genealogy for a reason. No matter what our ancestors might do, we still are accountable for our own actions and we can receive our own blessing. Now, unfortunately, Lamech, you know, hey, you know, he also committed murder. But thank God he confessed. Amen. And uh, the latter part of uh, Adam and Eve were blessed to have Seth, which we know Seth is, um, Noah came down through the line of Seth. So I want to add that because no matter what God's plan is, nobody on this earth is going to stop it. You know, when I when I read the Bible, there's things that I just I, I just think and I reflect about because the adversary was really at Cain. And Cain, I believe, had a purpose. You know. Um, I know Seth did, you know, he found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And when Seth was was taken, you know, God did provide, uh, I'm sorry, when Abel was taken, Seth came in here. And you know what? That's probably why the adversary wanted to take Abel out. Because he thought, okay, if I take Abel out, there won't be no Noah. I don't know. But what I do know is God's purpose is God's purpose. And nothing and no one is going to stop that. Um, are there any thoughts? Anyone? Only thing like that, you know, a lot of you know, like the says in the, um, in the uh, prayer, you know, the Holy Spirit about God's will shall be done no matter what. Not all shall be done. Amen. We gotta go around and try to mess up things, we try to do things and fix it our way, and we and no matter then we miss we we just sing and we just do things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whatever God wants done is his will. His will shall be done. People, he will put situations, he will do. Whatever God has to do, that whatever he wants to play out will play out the way according to his will. That's right. That is right. 
Sometimes that's why we don't understand why things happen the way they do. But but and we be going there. We we be trying to just do our little thing, you know, and help out like we know. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Sister Nicole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amen. Once I got merging. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So we are um is she able to pray us out? Okay, no, that is totally fine. Um, the one thing uh, I do want to say also, um, for next week, we will be reading Genesis chapter 5. So Genesis chapter five, and we will also be reading uh, Genesis. I'm, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter eleven. So we'll go over Exodus chapter eleven and Genesis five are our reading assignments. I'm sorry, what was that? That's our homework, correct? Yes, that's your homework. Yay. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Yes, praise God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that'll uh, well actually will be in our third season of um studying in the word. Yes, praise God. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Genesis chapter 5 and Exodus chapter 11. Amen. And Sister Pat, would you pray us out? Michelle? Oh, yes, ma'am. I didn't hear who you said. Oh, I said, Mom, would you be able to pray us out? Oh, okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity that we raised together and said your word. Watch the Lord. We thank you for Minister Michelle Carter's service, giving us all this insight and this information and the philosophy understand and digest the Bible. Like, like sometimes you read but you really don't kind of comprehend. But I Lord, I want to thank you. Thank you for her guidance. Lord, I thank you for all who were on this line, all who wanted to be in Kennedy. Lord, I just thank you for all your grace and mercy and guidance for bringing us through another day, moment, and hour that we were able to gather together. And Lord, it says your word. So that we can live according to your will. And not only that, Lord, as we study this Bible of yours and know that this is your holy word, we can understand that our sisters and brothers are, as we all are one. We all were created by you, Lord. And we all, we all are connected sisters and brothers. We all, we are all one people created coming from Adam and Eve. 
that we can understand a little bit more about ourselves when we see the things that they did, they lived, and what they thought. We have these things happening still in this world. And we see, dear Lord, that God, God knows all things. God will judge on all things. But we see that He loves us no matter what. He loves us. He talks with us and He protects us. All we have to do is come. And Lord, he will always be with us. He will always be with us because we know that he is the one and only true God and we give our lives over to him. And we thank him, dear Lord, because God is. And he has prepared a place for us. That no matter what we do, all, all down to the beginning of time, he's prepared a place for us that he gives us. As long as we do according to his word and accept him and open up our hearts and try to live according to his word and do what he says, then we can have a place in eternity. Yes, we have to accept him. We have to love. We have to forgive. And all. We we have not been a mindful people, but yet he forgives us over over and over and prepared for us. Pick that up. Lord have mercy. Thank you. Thanks. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the honor and glory forevermore. May we always praise your holy name and remember that you are the one and only true God and that you are love. And that only you, Lord, only you, Lord, can give us eternal salvation forevermore. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. May God have a blessing to all of you, your families and your friends and your communities. Continue to let your light shine. This we pray in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. only a few minutes until they could exit to Koenig State Parkway. The roads and traffic take a turn for the worse. Readers and friends, the angel of death was near. Sterile and John prayed silently to Almighty God. Are they spared? Everyone hopes for a perfect love story. Some people dream of taking an adventure. In a small town named Poughkeepsie, New York, a couple and six young adults will meet and change one another lives forever. Take this journey in the adventures of Gurgle Boy written by author Patrick M. Douglas. This book is available on Amazon.com. Every finishing point has a beginning. 
In our lives, every hardship we faced brought about a new beginning, a new horizon, a new triumph. Beginning of a new is just one short story written by author Brylon Douglas in his book, My Purpose Ordained by God, collection of adventure and short stories from an autistically gifted child. From the adventures of Jerry Young, who disguises himself to hide from the world, to Mama, Please Don't Go, another heartfelt short story about a young girl named Mindy who fears losing her mother. Take this inspirational journey through this book written by Brylon Douglas and available right now on Amazon.com.